Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Today's episode, The Nine Behaviors of Leadership. And there's such a wealth of information in this episode, we decided to make it a two-parter. So this is part one. Here's our question. Are leaders born that way? Well, probably not. Now, maybe you're not a leader yet and you're on your way, or you are, and your business card may say leader, but does that mean that you are one yet? Because we're going to take those leadership buzzwords like integrity, visionary, and make them into tangible skills, and those other behaviors of leadership, and make them into skills that you can develop and practice. Now, developing leaders can change, and existing leaders can get better. And our guest, David Kelly, guides us to a better understanding of what words like innovation and how you can actually apply them and even measure their success. Our guest, David Kelly, is the CEO of the Learning Guild. And David has been a learning and performance consultant and training director for over 20 years. David is a leading voice exploring how technology can be used to enhance training, education, learning, and organizational performance. So listen in as we're going to share how to make leadership behaviors into tangible and intentional skills and why it matters for your communication and leadership abilities. And remember, at the end of the episode, if you have a question or comment, then send us an email at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, especially part two, the nine behaviors of leadership. Uh, also coming up, soft skills and virtual reality and our upcoming series on presentation skills. All right, let's meet David Kelly and part one of the nine behaviors of leadership. Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. We've got David Kelly with us and we are talking about behaviors of leadership. David, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, this is Again, a really interesting episode. I got to see your uh, your talk at the recently at the uh, ATD conference, the Associate Talent Development Conference. Uh, you were doing one of the the master sessions, um, and it was all about the behaviors of leadership because leadership is so it's kind of abstract. It's like saying confidence. It's like so. You know, what does that mean? How do you break that down? Um, so, what gave you this idea? As you did, you broke this down into what were the behaviors and how to measure it and how to make it uh, concrete and, and skills. Um, how how did you come up with that idea, or what led you to this idea to to decide I'm going to make leadership much more? You know, let's use your word tangible. Sure. So, I, I think there were two major factors that that have led me to this discussion. Potentially three. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one is my experience in this field, um, having been in the field for two decades plus at this point on some in, in various roles um, and just the observation that mm-hmm. um, we we tend to be describing leadership similar to the way that we describe someone who's like a musician where they're born with a certain talent ah. uh, and we overlook the the building of that talent and, and that these are skills that just because you may not have an in, in, ingrained talent associated with something that you can't develop. It. That was one element. Mm-hmm. Uh, another element is I am increasingly interested in language. The language that we use, I think, um, shapes the way that we think and that we view things. And I think that a lot of our uh, views on leadership are are created and shaped by the language that we're using around these things. And that can be detrimental. Um, and the last one is just my interest in 
um, the, the learning leadership field in general. You know, we've been right. doing a lot of work to cater to that space. And I've noticed in the work that we've been doing to provide professional development resources to people in, in these spaces that we tend to identify who this sort of leadership support is focused on based on their role or based on their, their, their title within an organization. And, and my personal belief that anybody mm -hmm. in an organization can be a leader, it's not defined by what's on your business card. It's based on what sort of how you do your work more than what your job title may be. You, you, you had me when you said uh, that we look at a musician and go, oh, they're born, they're born with talent. And then we look at leaders and go, oh, they're born, that's how, they're born that way. And how you ended it just right now, which is you're not a leader because it says that on your business card. Exactly. So I, I think that's really a, a great way to do that. Now, um, we're going to get into some of the traits uh, that you came up with. But another thing you brought up here, which was interesting about the language that is that we view as leadership and how that's been um, maybe detrimental. Can you, can you expand a bit on that? Yeah. And I think a lot of the cliches that we use in our industry mm -hmm. sort of do that. You know, it's another reason I don't like buzzwords. I consider buzzwords a term, um, that, that is used. I don't like buzzwords because I define it as a term whose usage is spreading faster than it's understanding. And a lot of the stuff that we see in leadership programs and leadership discussions are just phrases that we use that we just knee jerk reaction, say them because it's part of our vernacular and it, it lacks the weight of the meaning of what it is. And I think a lot of the traits that we associate with leaders are like that. We throw a trait at something, but we don't right. describe what that means. What does it look like to do that trait? And that's where the, the crux of the presentation that you sat through at ATD kind of comes from. Yeah, yeah, the, the, nine, the nine traits. And, and you're, you're so correct, which is we don't think about the language or the words that we use anymore because it just becomes a, a buzzword and it's just our instant reaction. And that is so true. Um, and that's why I like these nine traits. So if you want to share with us, what were the nine traits? And then let's, <laughs> let's take a look at, at some, you know, just a few of them uh, because some of them definitely fit into that, those cliches uh, that we don't actually think about what that actually means and how does one actually do that. So if you're ready to share with us, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, the nine traits. As as, and as much as you set that up with excitement, <laughs> I'm going to temper the excitement by opening with a disclaimer. Okay. Uh, that, that these, are my, these are nine that I focus on. Right. Uh, this is not meant to be a comprehensive list of something you feel is important to your vision of what a, a leader should be. Uh, and I don't mention it in the nine. It doesn't necessarily mean it's not important. This is just my my personal view on nine that are important to me that I try to keep. Uh, so now we'll get into the exciting list of nine. Okay, <laughs> here we go. And hang on. <laughs> we should also say this is also based on your twenty years of experience uh, of yes. of seeing all this as well. So here Ooh, we go. Drum roll. Yeah, here we go. The drum roll. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So the list, in no particular order, mm -hmm. uh, is integrity, innovation listening skills, empathy, confidence, being a visionary, being a good communicator, decision-making, and problem-solving. Mm, good list. Um, let's start with this one because as people are listening to this, they go, oh, yeah, I know what that means. Check, check, got it. Mm -hmm. But really, when you think about it, as you said, those labels, so like a word like integrity. Like if someone was actually asked me to define integrity, I would really have to think about it. Um, so how, how does someone... How did you define it within this leadership world? Well, the first thing I, I would say within within the context of the discussion that we're having here, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's important to define it not so much from a 
definition standpoint, but to define it in terms of what it looks like. What's right. it, what is it, what is integrity in action? Great. Um, and, and to me, that's, that's where the, the crux of this is. We tend to describe these things almost from a, a sterile book-based de- definition, if we're defining it at all. Uh, and that's, that's different than what it looks like to be doing the thing. So what does integrity look like as in an action for me? Great. Um, it's a, it's accepting accountability and responsibility for, for your actions. It's acknowledging your mistakes and avoiding excuses. Uh, it's making sure you prioritize your objectivity over your personal preferences uh, and it's following through on the commitments that you make. It's giving credit where credit is due. Uh, those are just a couple of quick examples. Mm-hmm. But what I would also say is li- listening to that list, some people would would. Uh, might look at some of those and say, well, yeah, of course, of course, I'm a, I have integrity. I'm going to accept my accountability. But part of this for me, um, and I don't even know if I necessarily included this in, in the conversation that you, you sat through, okay. um, is the intentional nature of it. Mm. So for instance, I can, I can acknowledge my mistakes and I can avoid my, avoid making excuses. And I'll give you, this is a, a specific example that I'm just thinking about from recent week. So you and I may be in, in this, um, in this podcast, we may be having a discussion, we may be in a meeting and I may make a mistake with you. And I may be like with you, I'm, I'm really sorry. That was my, that's on me. That's on me. That's totally, I take, I take responsibility for that. That was on me. And that's going to create an impression with you that I'm someone who may have integrity. They may enhance the score that you might've given me metaphorically right. around integrity, but this is just you and I in a podcast. Uh, you know, this is just you and I in a meeting yeah. as compared to if we were in a meeting and say, Hey, listen, I know that that some, we were in a, like a company meeting. We say, listen, I know that there was an issue with this thing. I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that was on me. That was on me. I took care of that. We fixed it. Um, we understand what happened and we learned from it. Now I'm making it visible to the entire group that I work with that, yeah. that I take responsibility for my actions, that I, we, that we, with some of the other stuff that we touched on in the session, that we are an organization that, that is a safe place to fail, that we are an organization that learns from our mistakes. Um, and, and you're, you're, you're intentionally taking those moments to make it a visible part of who you are and how you work. Oh, David. That's real. That's really good. It's it's the the intentionality of, it. and I like the example that you're giving here. Also, that in a more safe or private setting, one on one or one on two, you might say, you know, that was on me. I I I dropped the ball on that. Uh, but then when you're actually in that spotlight moment as a leader, when you're actually in front of at a, at a meeting or in front of the organization, and you still have that same intention that you're focused on that and taking that 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 really is the difference maker that you're you're still that same person who was one on one isn't whether you and whether you're one on 100 you're still that same person absolutely that's that's a great one for integrity um let's let's move on then and this is this is good um and and also i also heard about integrity sorry i also heard about you know giving credit where credit is due because mm-hmm. sometimes as a leader, you're so focused on your agenda or your task or your objective that you don't realize how important it is uh, to give credit where credit is due uh, and just sort of bypass that. And then to follow through on that, like really that's to me, that shows really that that reliability, that what you what you say you're going to do and you do it. Um, that really, again, great ideas for what integrity is and how people can do that. Hi, I'm Joy Newhold, and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. 
So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting, and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. So let's go to um, innovation because I think mm-hmm. there was some interesting things that came up to it uh, in your speech about innovation. And, you know, in our mind, we think innovation, we might be thinking, oh, you know, Steve Jobs, that's that's innovation or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, as a leader, how does one, I guess, do that? Well, and, and that's, that's a great framing for the question because, you know, Steve Jobs um, – we all associate as someone one of one of, one of the more most innovative people that are out there. But a lot of his innovation um, had less to do with him as a leader, in my opinion, and more around his ability to just come up with creative ideas. Right. Um, you could, if you look at how he led teams, you could make some arguments as to whether or not he led well. He created a culture in many ways that that supported innovation. But right. him as a personal leader, you know, there's, there's there's some debate about that. Right. Um, but what, what I would say in terms of the, the scope of innovation, there are certain things, but you're, you're, uh, back to your point, the, the, yeah. the, the fact that you said, what does a learning leader do for innovation? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that like, what are you doing as a leader so that other people can be innovative? Because if you, if you create a culture of innovation around you, even if you can't come up with a new idea yourself, if you created a culture of innovation around you and new ideas are springing amongst the team and the people that you work with, then you're seen as innovative through, mm. through that. So you don't necessarily need to be creative and come up with wonderful ideas. It helps, but you can still be seen as innovative as an innovative leader if you're supporting innovation amongst the people that you're leading. Uh, so some specific examples of what that looks like. Uh, I'm touched on it a couple of seconds ago. Giving sure. people the freedom to fail. Um, mm. that, that's a big one for me. Um, allocating resources to innovation, uh, even something as simple as time, giving people space where they can just come in and the task at hand is to just think about new ideas, to brainstorm new ideas, creating space for them. Right. Even if new, even if the only resource you allocate to it is time, uh, you're still, by doing that, you're creating space that people can do it, but you're also sending a message that this is important enough to us that we're scheduling. And that, that's a, that's a big message there. Um, recognizing the contributions and successes that people have as, as well as the failures. Uh, another one that's, that's, that's a big one for me around innovation. Uh, and this is a hard one, admittedly, okay. but if, if you can find a way to identify innovation as a metric, even going back to the example I, I gave uh, a couple of seconds ago, as simple as it is, we spent two hours this month, right. we have scheduling a half an hour week. We spent two hours this month, looking at new ways that we can, new products that we can develop, new ways that we can be better about our training and initiatives, new ways to do this. And out of those, we came up with four ideas, one of which we're going to execute. You're putting numbers around 
innovation in your organization, because we all know in our organizations that which gets measured get matters. Um, so finding ways that you can measure the activity that you're doing around innovation gets eyes on it that may not get it otherwise. Uh, mm -hmm. And the last piece I would say on innovation, which is like a foundational element to it, uh, is just staying on top of trends. Uh, not just the trends that matter within your organization, but the trends that are shaping your field, the trends that are shaping your business's uh, sector that they're in. Under, just having a, a, a conversational level of competence to be able to stay up to date on those things gives you a heads up on what's happening and what it might mean to you and your organization. I'm, I'm, I'm furiously jotting all this down, David. So many, so many good points here. Um, let's look, you know, well, let's look here at what, you know, I, I love the freedom fail, but I also like about setting up time or space to, to be focused on this uh, mm -hmm. as a resource. Um, and one of the challenges for organizations is we got, we, we don't have time for this. We got so yeah. much, we got so much to do. Uh, we got so many, you know, things to check off, uh, that, that need to be done, so many tasks and objectives. But I like this because here's how you can sell it, which is, okay, well, we're going to measure it and we're going to say, we're going to, you know, this afternoon, we're going to spend so much time doing this. Uh, and then we're going to, and then at the end, we're going to say, okay, we spent two hours and we've got four ideas. So it's, uh, you're you're able to um, help that uh, you know and say that look we we made good use of our time we weren't just uh, you know sc scrolling on social media we were making good use of our time so you showed some results and the other thing I would add is because yeah. because you, you're absolutely right depending on where your culture is at allocating the time and putting a, a uh, half an hour on my calendar that says innovation time. Yeah, that that does not that, that may not sell so well in a lot of organizations. Um, so sometimes it's a matter of finding. You, there are also ways that you can integrate this into other things that are going on. Uh, so for instance, anytime I when we sat there to talk, I always try to mm -hmm. give at least like here's one specific simple thing that you can do. So let okay. me let me put that into the context here. Um, you're in a meeting, you have a, a, a learning or a training project that's coming up. They always, you have a, a process through which you start that. You kind of fact-finding, analysis, what you're going to do when you're sitting down. Uh, and I think, especially in the, in the age that we're in now, where everything is moving so quickly, it's very easy to lean into the default stuff. Mm. You know, the, 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 we're going to build a course for this, and we're going to do this. And we kind of, we know what we can do, and we see which boxes it can fit in. And it's very easy to do things just because we're used to it. It's a rote and, right. and we know it works. So we default to, we know it works. Uh, and, and that's just, that gets things done, but it doesn't lead to innovation. And sometimes just finding time in those existing meetings and those existing discussions to create a space for innovation. So one of the things that I, 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 have done a number of times in projects that I've worked with, um, is just, I, I describe it as throwing in, throwing an impossible constraint into the into the equation. Okay. So we're talking about someone needs to do a training project. Someone needs to do certain, certain project. Uh, and, and we're starting to go down the path of things that we've done before and proven practices that we could apply. Uh, and I'll, and I'll be like, all right, this sounds good. But before we start going too forward here, what if we had no money? Ah, uh. like, what do you mean? Well, what if we had no budget for this? Well, what we do, but what if we don't. What if right. we had no money on this? Or I'll say, all right, I know, I know this is going to be due. You know, we we got plenty of time to do this. We got four weeks to do this project. It's not going to be due to the end of us. What if we had to do it by Monday? Like, mm. what if we had? Well, that's ridiculous. We can't do that. But what if we had to? And once you get people to accept the the idea of 
we have to work around this this constraint that we all feel is impossible. You remove impossible from the equation and suddenly ideas that seemed impossible before suddenly become plausible. And that's a good space for your head to be in to get some innovative ideas. David, 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 so <laughs> imaginative. It's it's asking that, that one question where everyone kind of goes, whoa, whoa, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 stops you it it shakes you out of that comfort zone um where okay you know we this is how we normally do it but what about if we ask these questions where uh it's kind of like all of a sudden if you know my, with my teenagers if i took their 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 uh smartphones away from them and said now find something to do this weekend <laughs> it's the same thing it's like all of a sudden they would find creative things to do uh, versus just doing the same old. So I love this idea of, you know, we got no money. Okay, what does that look like? Or now we've got a, t- a tight deadline. Because let's face it, we're, we're probably going to come up with even better ideas if we have if we have to do this by Monday all of a sudden versus we have mm-hmm. a long uh, stretch of time to do this. Love it. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is important within this is understanding that it's not, when you do that, it may not necessarily impact the project that you're talking in now. But it may spur a lot of times it's like, wow, that's that's a really good idea. We can't apply that here, but I really like that idea. We should we should explore that further. So it could spark something new that gets applied somewhere else. But yeah, again, that creating that space where that that spark can happen, whether it applies now or whether we can leverage it later on uh, is a really, really powerful thing to do. And I think about so many inventors that that invented things by fluke because that's not what they were working on. But mm-hmm. <laughs> by fluke, sure. they created something else. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so that's that's a great example. Thank you, David Kelly. That was part one of the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast on the nine behaviors of leadership. Don't forget to come back for part two or, of course, subscribe. And if you'd like to reach out to David for a bit more information, you can email him at dkelly at learningguild.com or follow him on Twitter at LNDDave. Now, stay tuned for the three stars from today's episode. And now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode, part one, that you could put into practice. Number three, innovation. And this was a big one, which means freedom to fail, space to fail, to create. Two things that came out of that as well. Innovation as a metric, as a resource time to measure it. For example, in two hours, we came up with four ideas. The second one was to poke holes in it. And as David said, throw in an impossible constraint. For example, asking the question, what if? What if we had no money? What if we didn't have the budget? What if we didn't have the time? What if we had to? Some great examples there. Number two, integrity, which was about accepting responsibility, accountability, to be intentional about it, following through. For example, I take responsibility for my actions and you learn from those mistakes and you make it visible as a leader. Also, giving credit where credit is due. And the most important thing, follow through. And the number one takeaway from today's episode was visionary, such an abstract word, being able to see the possibilities what others don't see. So this skill, as David said, takes time. But the important thing here is visionary is to show the steps to get there and get people involved. So for example, uh, here are some things that we could do to get there. And here is the path. And these are the steps we're going to get there. And that's how you're going to get people excited by the vision. Now, if you're not sure where you can apply this in business or maybe in life, try the next step, which is your business card may say leader, 
but it doesn't mean anything unless you are being intentional about some of the behaviors that were described in the episode. So where can you communicate and be intentional and follow through on some of the skills that you heard today? Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompUEs. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you and we will see you next episode.